one of these late night movies with Rob and Gloria. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, normal, or off kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel. Most times, they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classic swamp. I'm Gloria. And I need a beer in my hand, Gloria. Come on, bring me a beer, Gloria. I'm leaking sauce from my hand. Uh, that is uh, Our Insecurity, who is a third guest on this episode. Jesus Christ, did I do a good job? Is that a good impression? Gloria, I need a beer in my hand. Don't bring me a beer when I'm leaking sauce, Gloria. <laughs> I have to admit, I, I knew exactly, like, considering how many segments that we, we, we watched in preparation for this. Oh, God, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I knew exactly what it was, so... Well done. I, I it went directly to that. It's the densest two hours we're ever going to discuss <laughs> on Cinemodities, man. The Shivering Truth, of course, has everybody seen the episode. It's kind of insane, and I'm so glad that we are joined by our insecurity. Bring me a Cinemodities, Gloria. I don't need. <laughs> I don't need a beer right now. I need a bucket to catch this sauce of Cinemodities. <laughs> Oh my god, you know what sucks? That's the lowest rated episode on IMDb, is the the season one finale. Okay, A, we know IMDb IMDb ratings are absolute nonsense. How do you rate any of this on an individual level? How do you you even discuss the shivering truth? Ain't that the goddamn truth? You're hitting the nail on the goddamn head, man. How do we even begin to talk about the show that was made for you and I, Zach. <laughs> well, it was okay. It was made for me, but uh, it was, yes. you created it. You oh. created it, Rob. You were co-creator of the Shimmering Truth. Yes, yes. I, I, it's, it's been a long-running joke. And as I rewatched the, um, the what eleven episodes total of the Shivering Truth, every episode, it was like, yeah, Zach's right. I, I don't know how it's going to happen, but one day <laughs> I'm going to. Go back in time and be Vernon Chapman. Like, this is, it resonates with me. It's, it's something, I know I said to you, Zach, off mic, whether it be, you know, yesterday, I don't know when it was, but it's like, anybody who's ever vacuumed before, you know when you use a vacuum, it makes a sound. If you've ever hummed at the same frequency that a vacuum is humming at, it makes you feel a little warm and fuzzy inside. That's what this show does to me with its darkness. <laughs> I guess oh, that's the I, oh, best way to say it. That. <laughs> no, folks, this is like, this is oh, like, okay, we'll definitely get into this. I want this to be. I, my I na- my this- neighbor just slammed their door. And I don't know if that's a dig against me for yelling about the shivering truth. I'm kind of worried they just slammed their door hard. <laughs> I, I, this is going to be a really fun discussion. Look forward to uh, a couple hours when the police come. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you want to you want to put on a, a real mic? Hopefully, somebody comes to the door and I get arrested. You know that might be the best content ever. Oh man, Rod's watching another Will Smith movie. Uh, I guess I have to say, you know, I, I might be missing my child because she's the peekaboo champion of the world. <laughs> Okay, but Rob, I want – okay, this is probably the most dangerous thing I could possibly do on this podcast. Oh, God. But I want you to kind of dictate the direction like we go with this because <laughs> I I am – not that I'm speechless regarding this because I definitely have thoughts. But like I, I have kind of one very specific idea or notion, 
and I'm kind of going to be riding that really hard. And so I want you to kind of just sit there, introduce these concepts and just oh talking my. points and I'll bounce off them. That's kind of crazy because I have a lot to say about this show. <laughs> um, specifically, Gloria, get me a beer. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I well, mean, Rob, okay. I just something I want to ask. Yes. Yes. What is what is your history like? Like the uh, oh god, the the joke of what almost four years now of you being Vernon Chapman aside. What is your history with everything he's done with all of his works? You you are like, hitting a weird button for me because I actually wanted to ask you. I do not remember how I found out about this show. I remember how I found out about Wonder Shows and Wonder Shows, and we've talked about before. Of course, we, we will probably talk about it. Again, um, but I know that Zach, you know, introduced me to Wonder Shows and, and um, what you sent me that like uh, web dot archive page. Oh, it, oh yeah, yeah, they're really of, sketchy, like, yeah, like Russian yeah. site that was hosting the of, entire series of the first episode, that type of thing. And I watched it. I was like Zach. I was like the letter S and the letter N have a child, which is the lowercase I, and when they take a family photo together, it spells sin. And I was like Zach, thank you for introducing me introducing to me something so heavily influential. Um, and I love Wonder Shows. I still, if anybody remembers, back when we talked about Wonder Shows in our sketch comedy fort month, it was one of the few episodes that Zach actually enjoyed um, discussing, you know. But I, I want to just relate the story that I have shown Wonder Shows to people since then. Um, you know, I've had people over, whether it be, you know, just hanging out, whether it be my friends visiting from other states, that type of thing. And I'm like, oh, man, there's this show that's really, really weird and really cool, and I want to show it to you. And um, every single time I have watched an episode of Wonder Shows with people, the episode ends, and they have said something along these lines. I quote, I never want to watch anything like that again. And that's why I love it so much. Now, here's the difference. With Shivering Truth, I think there's meaning and I think there's big swaths of interpretation that people are more likely to latch on to. This is where I wanted to start. I want to talk about Vernon Chapman, who may or may not be myself. I am not yet Vernon Chapman. I might be him in the future. Who knows? But I think there is a big difference between Wonder Chosen, the chaotic ADHD contractualization of chaos, versus the metered chaos of Shivering Truth, if that makes sense, Zach. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, Shivering Truth is infinitely more refined than Wonder Chosen. It's, it's, it's also refined. Polished. Refined polished. and polished is a good word, but it's also slower delivered, right? Like, Wonder Chosen is in your face, like, they're going, a, like, thousand miles a minute. I think I, Shivering I, Truth I think, I think it's meters a matter- itself. Yeah. I, I, I think, oh, God. It's the equivalent of, like, staring into the sun versus staring into a light bulb. Like, neither one is particularly good for your well-being. But, well, no, like, of course, There is yes. a difference. There is, like, both are going to burn your, burn your retina, but, like, one is doing it slightly more naturally than the other. Um... <laughs> That, I think yeah, we're on the same I, page, yeah. Different analogies, but we're on the same page. Yeah, it's it, it's like, uh, oh god, we're arguing about like different flavors of coffee, but in a day, it's still coffee. Absolutely. So I, I was, you know, to go back to your question, I was thinking about like, how the hell did I learn about Shivering Truth? I don't know. 
it had to be you, Zach. You had to tell me about this. I'm thinking of the first episode. I think – I remember because, again, I think the podcast had just started when Shivering Truth, like, debuted, I want to say. Because this was, what, early 2018? Uh, no, the, the – well, the pilot was late 2018. It took oh, until it? it? took until 2019 for the show to air. Okay. Okay, then, then maybe not because I, I got a very specific memory of it being like winter time, and obviously we started the podcast like in February. Yes, I, I think um, late tw- twenty eighteen is when that uh, chaos uh, the the pilot called Chaos Benounced, which uh, involves you know it's a it's a twelve minute pilot, it's a Adult Swim thing. Um, the well, it had to be early twenty nineteen then. It had to be that because that thing. I think it was late twenty nineteen. That's what I'm saying. No, it was earlier than that. Well, Shivering Truth has been like going on like. Okay, I want. You're right. You're right. The internet says May 2018 is when the pilot came out. So you're yeah, right. Yeah, it had right. to be. Okay, it was. It bad. was very early in the pilot. And I remember stumbling across that and just being like, again, chasing the dragon of too many cooks, and being <laughs> like, it's like Rob. Like, did 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 you make a show? And that yes. was kind of the thing. Like, this is before even Wonder. Ugh, well, Wonder Shows was nuts. Again, I was aware of Wonder Shows for like over God now 15 years. But no, it was one of those things where I was just like watching this, being like, "This is this is Rob humor. Like, this is yes. like concentrated Rob humor. That, like, that, and, okay, you're, metered, you're, very, very. Oh God, capsulized. You're, you're hitting Rob the nail on the head right there because I'm, as I'm looking at the release dates according to the internet, you know, uh, May 2018 was the pilot, and then it took some time. It was late 2018 when the show the first season aired. So, so yes, that's what I was thinking of, but no, Zach is entirely right. I don't know. I don't remember exactly how I found out about this. I'm sure it was Zach. I'm sure it was a combination of me loving this obscure surrealism, that type of thing. But I, I, I just have to say that doesn't matter. What matters now is that it exists and it is a show that as I watched it, we we watch all of it. This is the first time we're doing this since like Dave Chappelle when we watched every single episode of a show. This was made for us, Zach. Like man, they they do not hit a beat that is not directly referencing something we've talked about on Cinemodities. And whether or not it be post hoc or pre hoc, anything like that, dude. This is the Cinemodities show. Like, Tenet was the Cinemodities movie. The Shivering Truth is the Cinemodities show. Do you disagree? No, no, absolutely not. Um, (laughs) No, Shivering Truth. This is the thing. Shivering, as I was watching Shivering Truth, all of it in preparation for this, I couldn't help thinking of Wonder Shows. Like, Wonder Shows, and, and, and this reminded me a lot. Of what happened, we did Perfect Hair Forever, okay. and all I did was think about Cartoon Planet. Yes. I, it was one of those times where, like, and this is where like I guess I have one very specific argument, and I'm not going to let it go. Is that like the whole time as I was watching this, I'm like, man, I I miss Wonder Shows, and I'm like, I miss <laughs> Chauncey, I miss Wordsworth, I miss him. Um, I, you I, know I how miss... much the corrupt U.S. government would pay for the Shivering Truth? Like five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but this and, okay, and they paid much more than five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I said, very. That's my very like specific take on all this. But I don't want to harp on it this early in the discussion. Um, no, Shivering Truth. There, I think now, like, because when we originally. I don't want to say pitch it, but when I first brought this up to, or brought this to Rob's attention, there was only like two or th- at most an episode. Again, the pilot, maybe a few more. Um, yes. Now- yes. I, I just want to harp on that, not to cut you off, but I want you to continue. But please, I want it to be known when I watched the pilot of Shivering Truth, which is now called Chaos Benounced, 
I lost my mind. Like it, it literally hit me in a way that is unrecognizable. Like I want to just make sure everybody knows that it's like I watch a lot of media. Rob watches a lot of media that I hate. This is something I absolutely love. I cannot express to you, Zach, or our audience, when we get the chaos theory segment, when we get the idea that chaos theory exists because all butterflies hate Bali, I lost my mind. <laughs> I literally lost my mind. Like, you you can't, I, I can't express it through this audio medium but imagine everybody, picture me in your mind's eye, however you think Rob looks, if you've never seen my face, go me watching images, this. Google Vernon Chapman, there yeah, you go. Okay, there you go, Google Vernon Chapman. But when I saw this for the first time, and it was like, you know, something along the lines of, scientists have talked about the uncertainty of the universe, and they say that when a butterfly flaps its wings in Florida, it causes a hurricane in Bali. But scientists have determined that this is because all butterflies hate Bali. I lost my fucking mind. Like, literally, it changed my life. This show is a, a momentary thing for me. Please continue, Zach. I just had to get that out there. This is one of the most important episodes of Cinematics we're ever going to do. And I have to say, I'm really sorry because I fucking slept through the time we were supposed oh, to record this. I'm so sorry, Rob, Zach. <laughs> Rob, is there anything I can do to assuage your guilt? Like, is there anything I can say? Or no. Or is this one of those things where, okay. No, not at all. Because Is it okay, Rob? Rob, oh my it, God. it's... I Rob, if I feed you... Rob, if I feed you... an hour before we were supposed to record, Rob, I slept I through it. <laughs> If I feed you some of my beauty marks, will that help? Maybe. I mean, I mean, only if um, I have become so beautiful that the air around me learned to vomit. <laughs> Dude, no, I just, I just wanted to get it out there that thi- this is, this has been something. This is why we're doing the peripheral series. This is part of the peripheral series. It's something we talked about a lot that we want to give the spotlight to, and I am so. Goddamn upset. I will be upset for the rest of my life that Zach Jesus. and I were supposed to record Jesus, this. Rob. And I slept through my alarm. I missed the Shivering Truth recording. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> not that that matters to the audience, right? <laughs> it does not. I just had to get it out there. But please, Zach, continue with what you were, whatever you were saying. I don't... <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Uh, no, I, I, again, the thing about, okay, my overall thesis with the shivering truth and i don't even know when eventually like we connected it to uh vernon chapman and wonder shows in because clearly we talked about wonder shows now what almost three and a half years ago yeah yeah um i i, I uh, shivering truth was always fascinating like every time because this was back when i still had a dvr i would record every episode and i would watch it um but it was it, it's that wonder shows and thing it's so much concentrated insanity yeah and i don't even mean insanity as in like it doesn't like I, I don't mean i mean it's so concentrated again chaos i think probably is the right word yes um controlled chaos it, it, it's so potent you really like like i don't think binging this is the appropriate way to consume it this is something that yeah. you look forward to once a week you watch it do we oh god what time did this like used to premiere like it had to be what eleven thirty at night, yeah. give or take. Yeah, late night. I think when I looked in, uh, it was um, you know maybe like ten p.m. my time, so Mountain Time, so like midnight Eastern. 
that type of thing. Exactly. So I think what we kind of did or what anybody in today's society would do now that like as of now there's no like episodes – new episodes premiering on a regular basis. Um, you can't watch this all at once. You'll legitimately lose your mind. No, I, 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 I am agreeing with you. I watched – I binged all of these episodes at one point, you know, maybe a week ago for this recording. And by the fourth or third – third or fourth episode, I was like – holy shit do i need a break and i was like maybe i need to watch law and order svu which i've said on this podcast before causes me to like rinse my eyes out because it's so detrimental and so filthy this is the filthiest thing i've ever seen man (laughs) like like i need an eye wash i need an enema i need a, a like a a vacuous like clear myself out diet dude this show is dense and potent. I think you've been saying the best words possible. And I, it, it was made for me. I love it. <laughs> but this is the thing, because like, okay, Rob, do you want to? For, for those who are uninitiated, can you explain? Like, oh God, imagine you're writing TV uh, live. How would you describe this? Use use three sentences for if you have. To. I am. I'm so glad that you actually asked me this because um, I, I know that you just said that you want my thoughts, but I actually have uh, the official press release excerpt for this show and i i I actually love it i i put it in my notes because i think it is so goddamn good so i'm gonna read it right now what shivering truth is about this is this is what came out from cartoon network from adult swims slash cartoon network they're the same thing this is how they promoted the show quote the shivering truth is a miniature propulsive omnibus cluster bomb of painfully riotous daymares, all dripping with the orange goo of dream logic. A series of loosely linked emotional parables about stories within tales that crawled out of the deepest caverns of your unconscious mind and become lovingly animated in breath-slapping stop-motion. That is the literal press release for this show! That is what I love about this. What I just read, you have to think about. It's not a soundbite that you can just hear. And, you know, you, uh, once again, to bring up SVU, they go, next week on SVU, somebody gets raped. Mariska Hargitay has to stop it. Everybody gets that immediately. The Shivering Truth quote I just read, you need to read four or five times before you fully understand it, right? <laughs> well, this is, but, like, this is the thing, though. And this is where, like, I kind of, like, again, like, for the record, like, I, I don't have any problems with this. There's nothing I would I would have done differently if I was in charge. It's just the idea, just like, 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 we talked about it a lot in the Wonder Shows episode. Yes, yes. This just feels like, oh, God, like, un, un, oh, God, speaking of Chauncey and the, the liquid imagination, mm. it feels like literally somebody just chugging that. Like, it feels like I, almost yeah. like, it's like, it's like a spigot. That's just like like going nuts, and, and it feels like almost like, and that's where again it goes back to the notion of uh, Wonder Shows in, and that like Wonder Shows in feels like oh god someone got away with something like nobody and, and we talk about that John Lee and Vern Chapman like in interviews have said like yeah like MTV kind of didn't like knows what we were doing if everybody remembers did, the only thing that ever got shot shot down by uh, MTV two for Wonder Shows in was they had a sketch of somebody shooting a, a, a cross 
directly, like a shotgun to a cross. And MTV2 said, we can't do this because (laughs) Dick Cheney just shot somebody in the face. (laughs) That's the one thing that got canceled. (laughs) But, like, that's the thing, though. But, like, Wonder shows and feels so, like, kind of this rough and abrasive and it feels like they're get like the the oh god showrunners producers the, the talent involved is getting away with something. Well, that's it, that's it, what I wanted to ask you. Do you think this is more cohesive than Wonder Showsen? Which I I'm, I think I'm kind of getting I an don't, answer to. I don't I don't I think it's the same level. Just this just feels like oh god. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example, like in Hollywood filmmaking terms. It's the idea of like you have this really like bananas thing at first that like everybody was sweating bullets about, and then the second time everyone's like, oh yeah, yeah, give us more of that. Like people like that sort of thing now. Um, like think about Wonder Shows in like debuted into what 2005. Yeah, yeah. They're really like this is before like YouTube culture, like oh god, e bombs world culture, YTMD yes, culture. Yes, yes. Um, it, it felt like a trailblazer. Shivering Truth, like, it's post Too Many Cooks. It's post all the other, like, and Rob's forgotten more adult swim nonsense than I'll ever be able to remember. <laughs> um, it feel like... I, the do, we, Truth, do we need to revisit Perfect Hair Forever? Because I feel like you wrote me off with how good that is, and it turns out that that's one of the greatest things of all time. <laughs> oh, God, Perfect Hair Forever. Oh, oh God, no, I don't want to talk about Perfect Hair Forever ever again. I, I will I hit Ben up about that. Will, Maybe Ben yes, and I, I will. I offer Ben his yeah. tribute for that discussion. <laughs> um, no, but I think but my big issue with The Shivering Truth is, like, is it profound? Yes. Is it just as chaotically bonkers as Wonder Show's in? Yes, but it feels too, like, slick. It feels too... Again, the press release. Like, can you imagine if you think there was a press release for Wonder Shows in? Oh my god! If there, what, yeah, if there what would was, that be? Probably, yeah. If if there was a press release for Wonder Shows in two thousand five, it was probably like the title, a one sentence like tagline. That was it. Kids like, show, kids show. <laughs> that, but again, You're that's absolutely kind of, right. Absolutely, that's yeah. my thing with this. Is like as I was watching it, like it's it's the insanity I want. It just like oh god, you I finally figured out the perfect uh, analogy. Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons with Bart? And uh, he like okay, think about it. Bart. Bart is known as a troublemaker, and like Bart's always doing these things. Sure. And uh, there's the episode where he sneaks onto like the Krusty show like like studio lot, and he like knocks everything over, and like oh. like the whole set falls down, the camera pans, yeah, and he's like, we're, we're I talking what? This is season what five or six? This yeah, is early. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's golden age of Simpsons, sure. and he's like, I didn't do it. And then, like, it becomes, like, this weird, like, meme. And then, like, fast forward through the episode, and then at one point, like, he's sitting in the classroom, and, like, the entire class is turned around to him, including Mrs. Krabappel. Say the line. And all, like, say the line. Say yeah. the line, Bart. And, and, like, and that's what this feels like. This feels like everybody's aware of the joke. And, and when it's not that, oh, God. It, again, Shivering Truth doesn't feel, feel experimental. It feels, again, it, it's, it's just as bonkers as Wonder Show's in. It's just too slick and like, oh God, it has the seal of approval. I am so glad that you had made a, 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 sorry, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going to stutter a lot in this episode. I, Rob is sorry he was late to the recording. I'm very sorry. I I know I fucking, I fucked up a lot of shit, but I'm still trying to make this the best possible thing. Well, he was available for a Star Wars podcast last night. Yes, I I know. Fuck me, you know, but here's the thing. I'm so glad (laughs) 
you made a Simpsons analogy to relate this to our audience because I am going to make a James Joyce analogy. This is Dubliners. Two completely opposite sides of the pop culture spectrum. Wonder Chosen is Dubliners as Shivering Truth is to Pompeiac, you know? And I hope and for the one uh, person, two thirds of a person in the audience who got that, please step forward and collect your prize. But at the same time, the way that I feel about Vernon Chapman is the way that I feel about Finnegan's Wake. That when they make no sense, they make all of the sense. If that makes sense. <laughs> well, no, Vernon Chapman is a genius. Like he's legitimately a, a he's an insane mastermind. He, he is one of the the most creative forces of our time and i want to make sure that we get that clear because i know we talked about in wonder shows and and wonder shows and of course like i already said i want to relate i've shown to people and um when we get to the first commercial break where they play the bumper again of you know no one should watch this ever they go oh that wasn't the whole episode but yes vernon chapman is our modern day james joyce and that is that's 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 big brain right there. I don't want to toot my thing, horn, but, like, but I'm but saying James that. Jo- okay, but think about it, though. Like, it, it, it this feels too commercialized. Like, Shivering Truth feels like just it has that corporate seal of approval. I I, I want to get at this because I know you said that. What what is what is corporate about it? What do you feel is Not, corporate? But like, about it's it? it's the notion because in my research for this, like I was like like we sure. talked about like when we did Wonder Shows and. How many years ago? Sure. There was like nothing online about it. It was. I, it's, I think, it's almost like we 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 were un- uncovering a lost text when we discussed yes, one yes. chosen. Like yes, it's, we it's, could only find it through like archive.org. We could only find it through the dregs of the internet. And I think more recently, in the last two years since we discussed it, you know, Vernon Chapman's because of shimmering, sorry, shivering truth that got dredged up. But but please continue. I just wanted to relate that. No, but this is the thing though, is that like Shivering Truth had the entire like because things like this have become so popular, too many cooks, the mm. endless stream of adult swim nonsense. Is that like Alan it Resnick, just, Jack Stauber, the weird people I, that don't These names these names don't mean anything to me, they but don't, yes. They don't mean anything to Zach, but of course, like these are the things that Adult Swim, which I've which Zach and I have said, I think you and I have said that Adult Swim is one of the last bastions of just giving artists an outlet. And that's where we get I these crazy this, creators. The, I don't think that's true. With with with, with YouTube oh, I totally and all of that. No. no, no, no. But this thing though, it's it's a again, it's a the highest platform. Okay, let, let's like, take a break. YouTube Fuck around. YouTube. Anybody can do insane nonsense. No, no, nonsense. No. Fuck YouTube. YouTube is canceling people left and goddamn right. You can't even watch old school, like, you know, Frank stuff, like uh, Filthy Frank stuff, because they're, they're like, this is offensive. I, I swear to God, you, uh, like, I will go to bat. Adult Swim is the last bastion of letting creators create. But I, no, I don't think that I with the internet, I don't think that's true. I think what I think what it is is that it's a big mainstream platform that is letting people do what they want. It's not the only platform. And that's where I again, I because again, in two thousand five, if you wanted to do something at the level of Wonder Shows in it would be almost impossible in, without in, well, in uh, without a corporate entity. Back I'm talking about today. But that's what I mean though, is that it's so easy to do this stuff like, oh God, like Go get some funding, and you can put it. It doesn't have to be exclusively YouTube. No, There's so no, many videos. I am, I am so against what you're saying right now. YouTube, YouTube has ruined independent creators. 
That's what I mean, though. But like, there are other, but there are other platforms. When I say YouTube, I don't specifically mean YouTube. I mean video hosting. Okay, so I mean what, that. What, I'm using what, that as a catch-all. What platform do you think is letting creators create other than Adult Swim right now? You can literally, like, literally do domain hosting and sit there, create your own website, and do this and just well, plug sure, it into different like forums. Jack Stauber has his own website. Don't get me wrong. Jack Stauber very famously has his own website to ask for people to send their teeth. Don't get me wrong. You can make your own website. We could make our own website right now, Zach. I don't think that's the point. That's not what gets traffic. YouTube is what gets traffic, and they've canceled the independent creator. Well, sure, but like, but that's – I don't doubt that. It's just that issue is that like it this like, – well, Shivering Truth doesn't feel – doesn't have that – okay. This is a matter – this is when it comes down to a subjective level. Shivering Truth does not have that underground like – Edge sure. that I feel Wonder Shows has, and I feel, ah, okay. and that's what I'm looking for. In this, I can, if I want, it's like I've said numerous times. the The problem is that Adult Swim now went from being like, okay, Family Guy reruns, Futurama reruns, which is what it was like in 2004, it, 2005. It, okay, let, let, don't, don't diminish that. It saved Family Guy. Like Seth MacFarlane owes his career to Adult Swim. Let's sure. Not get I, don't, that wrong. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't doubt no, that. I, I, I don't I'm argue not saying that. you disagree. I just want but to. But it's the point though that, is that yeah. like, but at that time, Adult Swim wasn't doing things like this. Whereas now, and for the last what God decade, that is exclusively Adult Swim's game. Yes. Well, it used well, to be. Also, remember, like, like in 2014. Too many cooks was like, whoa, like what the hell is this? Yes. And then then like fast forward like four years, that's literally like, oh god, half the like block time of what that was every night was just weird. Like, what was that show? Like send your pretty little face to hell. Um this is where I disagree. I don't think YouTube I'm sorry, I don't think Adult Swim dove into the obscure cult that you're describing. I think that YouTube did dive into the weird animation. Don't get me wrong, like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Squid Billies, you know, Super Jail, that type of thing. But Adult Swim always kind of pulled their punches when it came to these individual filmmakers. It's only been in the last five years when they've started doing like Run the Jewels music videos exclusive to Adult Swim. We're doing, you know, like dance music videos that aren't really part of, off the air. Off the air is a great example. Adult Swim started doing something called Off the Air where they would pick an artist and pick a music, uh, a song, and they would say, hey, why don't you make a music video? Like, Adult Swim is just as much of a culprit in, cult, in corporate media as these other things, I think. I 100% agree, and that's why I find Shivering Truth, un- like not underwhelming, but just I don't find it as radical as Wonder Shows. But, uh, well, okay. I don't find it as radical as Wonder Chosen either because Wonder Chosen was Vernon Chapman and PFFR going, what can we get away with? I think Exa- I think Shivering there, there Truth is the uh, the exemplar of what can we get away with in the studio system. They they are neutered, don't get me wrong, but I, I just I just don't want I, I think Zach we're, we're saying the same thing from different perspectives. I just don't want anybody to think Anything other than Adult Swim, as far as Rob is concerned, is the last bastion of true creation in existence. I I disagree. That, that, no. Where, where else can people create content like this with no control ever and get the views that they get? Well, that's okay. If you sit there, it's like anything else. How do things go viral these days? What we've talked about. It's meme culture. It has to be through one of these big 
these facets. Like, but that's the thing, though. Is that, but like, just, if you create your own, like, okay, Rob, let's say you and I created, I don't know, the, oh, God, the, the Wavering Falls. Sure. We make it, the goofiest 10-minute video. Exactly. Yeah, let's, we let, make, yeah, we make, sure. let's say we make, we make our own version, because you're Vernon Chapman. We do our <laughs> own version of whether it be Too Many Cooks, Shivering Truth, whatever. If it's truly, like, gonzo nonsense that resonates with other gonzo weirdos like us on the internet, it will find it's it, it, the quote, Jeff Goldblum, it will find a way. I don't, I don't think adults, I think I give adults swim a lot of credit for being one of the very few last, like, Oh God, big corporate platforms to give these people like, uh, uh, again, a, um, platform. Sure, sure. I don't, I will, I will not take that from them. I just think that, like, when it, like, it, if it, again, Wondrous, and who knows if that's true or not, Wondrous Dojo just feels like getting away with the joke as opposed to the corporate entity being in on the joke. I'm, and that just takes away from my enjoyment of it. Okay, okay. I know what you're saying, but, you know, let me use an actual example from my life. I filmed for seven hours a cockroach under a glass cup. <laughs> Oh, I did that. That I know. I if, was, I heard about it and before that it happened. Has, I saw it afterwards. That has basically no views. Everybody, please check it out. Cups on Cockroaches by An Inspiriority Complex. Please check it out. But that has no traction. If that aired on Adult but, okay, Swim, but, that would change my life. That would change my life if that 11 minutes, uh, not even 11 minutes, it's a four-minute song. If, if that video aired on Adult Swim... That would change what my band no, is. But, any, but anything, okay. But that could be said for anything, though. If you're if you're given your shot, and and again, that's this what goes I'm saying. to that's what I'm saying. Okay, Adult Rob. Swim is the only people giving those shots to to these creators. That's what, that's my that, point. I don't think that's the case. I think who but, else? Okay, you, who else is giving? Yeah, who else yeah, is giving these it. these shots? It's it's just like anything. If it goes viral, it goes viral. That's not the point. But you also exactly. there's no okay. There's another L. Okay, instead of just us arguing over this point, which I think neither one of us is going to back down from. There's also <laughs> the thing too of like Vernon Chapman. Like, did you read about this and how like this show got made? Like like how the Shivering Truth basically got oh, picked up. Oh, I mean, up? I've I've done all the research on this show. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm asking that what you're asking about. Rob. But yes, I'm, whatever you're about to say, yes, I've read it. <laughs> No, it's like because what happened was essentially is that like you had the two people mostly involved with this were Vernon Chapman and Kat Solon. Yes. And pretty much like from everything I was able to do in my research, like Vernon Chapman and Kat Solon had like a mutual friend that was like, oh, you should guys should like meet up. You guys have like a very similar way of thinking and also what you find funny. Mm-hmm. And so like apparently like they, they, they took them forever to get kind of like in the same orbit. And then like Vernon Chapman's like. We're making a show, like, like pack your things. We're going to Hollywood, baby. And, like, he made a phone call, and pretty much the show got picked up. Because yes. he's Vernon Chapman, like, one of the co-writers of South Park. Exactly. Whereas, like, whereas, like in 2000, like, whenever, like, Wonder Shows was started, like, 2003, 2004, yeah, like, everybody knew what South Park was, but it wasn't, like, this thing that, like, became, like, again, God, South Park is up there with, like, oh, God, The Simpsons and The Flintstones yes. as, like, this cultural pillar of animation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what, that, are you, that, what are you saying? Like, of course he got this show picked up. He's he's a famous animator. Like, like But what? that's where it just, like I said, I'm not, again, the, the proof is in the pudding. The content is odd, bizarre, chaotic. It's just the fact that, like, Vernon, like, again, Adult Swim's not going to say anything because, like, oh, it's Vernon Chapman. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, well, it's well, like, I, he's, I think... he's got that level of, like, finesse in Hollywood and cloud. Yes, but aren't, aren't you saying, because what you mentioned, Perfect Hair Forever, when we did that episode, you said 
when you started watching the files I sent you for Perfect Care Forever, I remember in that episode, I think you can go back and listen to it, you said, oh, Rob sent me Adult Swim nonsense and I turned myself off. Do you feel the same way about this? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Well, no, well you, okay. You can't adult... say that. This is, uh, uh, don't get me wrong, I love no, 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 Perfect Care Forever, but you cannot say that this is nonsense. Forever. Yes, I'm, a, I'm with you. This is infinitely chaos. better. It's not, it's not nonsense, it's but chaos. You are not writing now. this off. And that, I think that's the problem I'm having. I'm, I'm you said you, it... hate, uh, you hate Adult Swim nonsense. This is Adult Swim nonsense by your definition, right? No, no, no. Like Adult Swim nonsense is like again, it's Squidbillies, it's Aqua Teen, it's 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 that Don't stuff. You dare bring Aqua Teen Hunger Force in this is. I don't care what you say. Aqua Teen has its Don't moments, but like, but it's 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 again, it's perfect hair forever. It's nonsense. Um, perfect hair no, forever no. is nonsense, and I think this falls in the same category. It is it is quick segmented chaos but i i know I, and I don't disagree with that though but i think the problem with shivering truth is that like it's the difference of like if the shivering truth was literally just like one i don't even want to call a season but just like one batch of episodes sure. and it was a one and done i think i'd be infinitely more impressed with it um like it's like if too many cooks became a series it's that, like I would just feel drained. What? What? Like, it, okay. It, why? It feel very vacuous. Like why the fact, do you like, just feel keep this doing. way? Let me let me use an example that I think is um, tangible to to you, Zach. Mind Hunter is a show on Netflix. It has two seasons. I think there's maybe 19 episodes. I've seen it because I love everything David Fincher has ever directed and created. You know that type of thing. People always say on the internet, it's like, oh my god, why did Mind Hunter get canceled? It didn't get canceled. David Fincher just doesn't want to make more yet. That's how I feel about The Shivering Truth. Like, Adult Swim will let them make more. Vernon Chapman and PFFR, they will let them make more. And Cat Solon. Cat Solon is not a part of PFFR, just to make that clear. They will make more when they want to make more. How can you talk about this like what you've been saying, how can you talk about shivering I think, in this way I when think, it is purely up to the creators? But that's I, I, but I don't like that though. I like the idea of something kind of like getting away with it and it ends abruptly. I like like it again, the it's the best. one for shows and things. I I want the creators to. I don't want a show like Breaking Bad should have been canceled Here. by AMC. This show never got canceled, and it just it's just like Brian Chapman. PFR, again, when this, you do it, you go, do it. Okay, this is the thing though. I would like I like brief and potent. I think, like, when I started getting into season two of this, it felt like, it felt very, there. it was the same thing. Like, I kept seeing the same thing over and over again, where it's it's all these heady philosophical, again, it's clever, it's clever, but it felt kind of dry as you make your way into the second season. This is, this is exactly season. why I brought up James Joyce before, because after you read A Portrait of an Artist's Young Man, and then you read, like, Pompeioc, like, you're gonna say, this is the same thing. It's not the same thing. It I don't think it's the same thing, but it, 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 is the, it is the quickest or barest evolution. I don't think that creators who have such an idea, whether it be James Joyce or whether it be Vernon Chapman with Shivering Truth, I don't think they need to make grand steps in the second season. They need to slightly evolve what they're talking about. And maybe that's something we'll get into more when we talk about the episodes. 
But that I don't I don't think it's stale. I don't think it's stagnant, which is what I'm getting from. I what didn't you're say saying. it was stale or stagnant. No, no, just, no, you didn't okay. say that, but that's what I'm getting. It feel it feels very again, you could show again, Rob, again, take somebody that's not you who didn't do it's like again. Not Vernon Copious Chapman, amounts of research. You. Yes. 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 <laughs> and if you were you could very easily like intermingle episodes from season two and season one, you'll be able to tell. Like it feel like it it's stream that's the thing though. It feels so streamlined. You can like you wouldn't be able to differentiate what was season one or season two. But see, unless you isn't were that told. the beauty? Because I hear people talk about you know I'm I'm this is not a fair comparison, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to bring it up. You know, I hear people talk about Lost, and they say, "Oh, season two is the best. It's so much better than season one." And isn't that what you're saying? Is that you know there's a clear distinction between seasons, and that is a problem. But you're saying that when you blend these episodes together, it doesn't matter what season it comes from. Isn't that a mark of excellence? That it doesn't matter when it came out; it's just as good as the original. <sighs> yes, you're you're looking at this. When I, when I say whoa, just as good, me, I mean the same me, quality. I mean same quality. Just to clear, let I mean me same answer. quality. Let me answer. I, so no, like God. if you're talking, if you're talking about like, I'm conventional, so sorry, I woke up late today. <laughs> if you're talking about conventional media, yeah, but this isn't conventional media. Sure. Like yes, yeah, like it's like oh god, like back in the day, I used to watch NCIS, and but like I, it's that notion of like yeah, like you're talking about something that's pedestrian, and sure, you again, it's like oh god, like I preferred the Big Mac when they would sit there making a thousand island dressing versus mayonnaise left in the sun. It's like, it, it's that thing. It's like, oh yeah, like I, I don't want variation in my special sauce on a Big Mac. I just want to make um, a, a quick interjection. Zach once said that to my father and my grandfather at a rest stop when we were helping my grandfather move and uh, they got a big laugh out of it and I am laughing just as hard as I did back in the day. <laughs> Do you remember well, that? What? Like fucking 7 a.m. McDonald's and you were like, it's Thousand Island left in the sun and <laughs> and literally three generations of Robert McAndrew lost their minds at your joke, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> this let you know, folks. Like, like much like uh, Vern Chapman, is bringing truth. I'm a very consistent, stale person. You haven't missed a goddamn beat, man. <laughs> I know, right? Almost 15 years later, making the exact same joke. Um, talk about uh, lack of innovation. Uh, maybe very, maybe like I said, uh, I'm just as guilty as everybody else's. Um, no, I got a bump that... about that one. That's a good one. <laughs> to this um, day, I still eat Big Macs, and I think about that every single time. <laughs> Uh, no, like I said, it's the idea that like when you're tr- when you're doing something this outside the box, you do need that idea of just I don't want to say reinventing yourself, but just some level of just like it unfolding in a different way than than <sighs> for something this chaotic. I don't want it to be that uniform, and I think once okay. again it goes back to my appreciation of Wonder Shows and and that Wonder Shows and sat there had like all these different eclectic art styles that were all in one episode. Oh, yes. It was a sketch comedy show through and through, almost to the maximum wonder show. Yes, and that's the thing. Like, And I think we've made it loud and clear that like, I, I, I am not a fan of stop motion. Like, I, I like it in brief spurts, but it is not a uh, art form or medium that I, like some other people – like, like, lose me. my mind. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so here's my first question then. Um, my opinion is subjective, folks. No, How no. I mean, absolutely no. No no hate for you, Zach. We, we love having you talk about this stuff. I'm so glad we get to yell at each other about this thing. Um, but here, here's the question. Would you categorize Shivering Truth as a sketch comedy show? 
Oh, absolutely not. It's an anthology. Okay, perfect. And it's a then, stop motion anthology show. I, I agree with you. A it philosophical is, stop motion anthology. I agree anthology. with you that is anthology, and that is why, in my notes, because I have notes on every single episode for the show, I actively decided or actively you know, made myself sure I didn't call anything sketches. They are segments. Is yeah. that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make that clear. That is the distinction between this and Wonder Chosen. Of course, they're made by a lot of the same people, but I want to make that clear to you and our audience, our cinema audience. This is not sketch comedy, where Wonder Chosen, I think, definitively is sketch comedy. I think this is anthology to the extent of using different stories to mimic an overarching theme. And that's what I want to get into with um, The Shivering Truth. I think every episode, multiple episodes also, have an overarching theme that they keep track of. Where Wonder Chosen is more about the chaotic nature of, oh, we're going to hit six or seven different topics within one 24-minute block. Where I think the Shivering Truth picks a theme and sticks to it in their 10 to 11 minutes, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100% agree. Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, oh my god, we just yelled a lot at each other. Rob, Rob, go go, go (laughs) off on a diatribe for like 15 minutes. I've talked a lot, go ahead. Okay, okay. No, Zach, we we love you talking. Um, But, um, so I I would like to, before we get into the episodes, I would like to bring up um, some of the research that I did, uh, which is apparently research on myself, because I am Vernon Chapman. And even after reading these interviews, I think I'm even more convincing myself that I am Vernon Chapman. Um, I'm going to put in the show notes, but there is a great, great interview um, that Vernon Chapman and Kat Solon did with um, Animation Magazine, and they talk about, uh, before this came out, I think it was after the pilot, but prior to the um, the season in late 2018, as we talked about, um, they talk a lot about how they love stop motion. Very much like Leica, they do every puppet, you know, 10-inch scale with a wire skeleton, a uh, wire armature, that type of thing, to give it full motion. Um, the way that Vernon Chapman and Kat Solon talk about stop motion and why they want to use it is everything I love about this stuff. I mean... I, I honestly think, like, if, if I could do one thing in my life, it would be to introduce Henry Selleck to PFFR. I think that would create the greatest film of all time. Uh, you know, things like that. But I also wanted to say, you know, inspiration from Vernon Chapman. He says, Monty Python's Flying Circus, of course. He talks about Nicholas Rogue's The Witches from the early 90s. I want to talk about Kat Solon. She says that she loves stop motion. She loves The Nightmare Before Christmas. She loves the Henry Selleck stuff. That's a big influence to them. Here's a quote that I want to highlight, that I want to get your opinion on, Zach. In this animation magazine quote, Vernon Chapman, in regards to The Shivering Truth, says this sentence. Quote, I think we made the perfect show to finish television forever. End quote. What the fuck does that mean? What the fuck does that mean, Zach? Do you have any thoughts about what that means? Because I'm confused as hell. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and a lot of stuff with Vernon Chapman when you read his reviews. Like, it comes across, he comes across <laughs> as, like, the most coordinated schizophrenic He comes across ever. as like, my favorite Martian. You know, Christopher Lloyd in that movie, the, My Favorite Martian, where he's just like, you know, I sleep for an hour at a time, and I have all the energy, and I can't. I can't control myself. I just have thought. He comes across I, as the most coherent ADHD be, person in existence. I, whoa, 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 no. It's not ADHD. 
Vereen Chapman is like imagine <laughs> Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind, but like the schizophrenia like fuels his creative drive. Perfect. Like that's Perfect. what it is. Yes, thank you. <laughs> It's so weird, but what does that mean? I think we made the perfect show to finish television forever. What What do you think finishing television means? Do you think that means there's never going to be another show again? I was so confused by this quote. And I said I, it, apparently. <laughs> yes, it makes perfect sense. Maybe that's what it is, Rob. Maybe that's a schizophrenia. Like, it's a combination of schizophrenia and, like, bipolar disorder or multiple personality disorders. Like, maybe, like, when Rob wasn't able to kind of get to the recording, he figured, like, I was getting a little too close and Rob was, like, taking, like, his Rob, like, hair off and, like, <laughs> it was Vern Chapman. Maybe we are getting a little too close for comfort. That lemon messed me up, absolutely. <laughs> it broke character. It broke. It, it blurred the lines between Rob and Vernon too, the, too much. The, the citrus hit me too hard. I got anti-scurvy too hard. <laughs> I, I think what he... Okay, taking away this, this schizophrenic-like layer to all this, I think it's meant to say that, like, okay, like, this is, like, a period at the end of, like, what you can do, like, making surrealist television yes thank you that that's what i was saying before with adult swim letting this be the last bastion of something like that i'm with you yeah okay so so i think i think (laughs) zach and i are are yelling at each other zach's like when are we going to talk about the nonsense here we go i have a few more things before we talk about these episodes um one of the things i wanted to mention is that vernon chapman and this show I looked at a lot of reviews for it. Maybe this is a good segue into when we talk about the actual episodes and things like that. There's only 12 episodes. We're going to talk about all of them. This is another Dave Chappelle kind of context. But I just wanted to say that I read a lot of reviews for this show, whether it be on IMDb, whether it be through critics, um, anything. It seems to have a U-shaped distribution. And when I say U-shaped, I mean... Everybody rates this as the worst thing they've ever seen or the best thing they've ever seen. So a lot of ones and a lot of fives. I wanted to bring up a a lot of the ideas that people were saying when they hated this show. And I think that'll lead us into talking about, you know, the, the context of it. I read a lot about people going, this is stupid. This is stream of consciousness. This makes no sense. There's even a lot of reviews on IMDb that say, man, Adult Swim has lost their touch, which fucking baffles me. (laughs) But it seems when people dislike this show, they say it makes no sense and it's not funny. Zach, here's my first question. Do you think this show is meant to be funny? Do you think that this show should be critiqued on a level of comedy? Oh, I think there's definitely a layer of humor. Like, I think you are supposed to uh, to, to, to laugh at moments of it. Are you saying that because you do laugh at it? I'm, I'm talking about the presentation. Do you think that this show is created to be comedic? That's my question. I, I think it's just as much as Wonder Shows. And yeah, I think there's supposed to be an element of... It's supposed to make you Darkly feel uncomfortable. comedic is what you're um, saying. I would... I would say I would say comedy laughter is not the exclusive thing they want you to feel from this. I think it's like any sort of good art. It's supposed to make you feel a lot of things. Humor being probably at least a th- at least a third, a third okay. of that recipe. I agree with you that this is intended to some extent because it's from PFFR. I, I think it's intended to be somewhat darkly comedic. But do you agree with me in the sense that I think it is inappropriate? to grade this show solely on its comedic factor. 
Oh yeah, I, I, I again, it's a layer of That's it. That's my the sole problem one. with these reviews. That a lot of the negative reviews for this show go, it's not funny. I, I don't know what you think, Zach, but this seems to me at the same time, if somebody watched, to use an example, Titanic. At the end of the day, if they, they watched three hours of Titanic, they go, that wasn't funny. I hated it. That's not the way to grade these things, right? There's more going on than comedy. Of course, I use Titanic as the example because there is comedy in Titanic. You know, the whole thing with Billy Zane going, Picasso, he's never going to amount to anything. That is James Cameron trying to be funny. But if you grade the entire film on comedy, you are failing as a critic. Or do you agree with me? Uh, again, anybody can criticize anything. You sure, need some sure. level of merit to your argument. But you, can't, you um, cannot critique a, a product for what it is not going for, right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, yes, yes. And that, that's my problem with the reviews I read for uh, Shivering Truth. People saying it's not funny. And I feel like the people who are giving it one star on IMDb and all these other you know sources I've looked at, they go, it's not funny. And it's like, well, did you actually watch the show or read the synopsis? It's not about being funny. I think, if anything, in the last 20 years of my life, this is the most satirical piece of media I've ever seen. I think Wonder Show, uh, sorry, Wonder Shows also, but I think Shivering Truth is satirical more than anything. Well, that's, what makes Shivering Truth so unique is that when you think of satire, it, it's you think of South Park. Like South Park is of probably the, the largest like satirical program on the culture. Uh, the, not only the largest, but the most successful satirical program. Absolutely. At, at the moment. At, at the, the moment. moment. Yes, yes. Whereas Shivering Truth is doing something rather, is doing something very, very unique in that it's it's a satire of philosophy. Yes. I, I, I not only it's think satir- it's a satire it's of philosophy. Satire, it's a satire is, is... of the beliefs of people who are watching television. I think there, there's a whole well, reason. Just that, but just of life. I'd say philosophy, just kind of like numerous, oh God, sure. countless facets of, of just existence. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, one of the, one the of the human quotes, condition, one of the it's quotes what, it's, that it's I didn't. Hold on a sec, hold on a sec, If I had to describe or put, oh God, the shivering truth into a box, it would be what? It would be satirical, philosophical musings of the human condition? Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry, Rob. Continue. No, no. I, I mean, one of the quotes I, I uh, did not use at the start of this, one of the quotes I love from the show is when the guy's in the hospital and he goes, I, I don't know my name. I don't know who I am, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't ogle a girl, you know? Like, <laughs> that, that is the epitome of what this show is going for. It's going for yep. the satirization of offensive culture. And, and you know, even, I mean, I want to extend this to, I'm no ordinary wound, Philip. I'm British, you know? And it's like, well, what the fuck does that mean at the real at the real stage of life? It doesn't mean anything. When you think about it, it changes your worldview. And that is the problem that I, I think I'm bringing up and I have. When people say this show is stupid, they say this show has no meaning. They say it is just, like, weird for weird's sake. My response is... I hope you can say this to me in real life, and I can kick you in the fucking nuts. It, it's the same thing. If where Zach are you remembers, this, though, where are you like between this and the Matrix? Where are you finding this criticism? Because like when I look up stuff about this, it's almost like unanimous praise. Everything that I just read comes That's from 8. IMDb 1. reviews. 
Oh, that doesn't count. That, well, that's nothing. insane, well, people. What the fuck counts, it's, it's like the It's like the Google reviews for a restaurant. It's all to be zero out of five stars because someone didn't get their McNuggets. Sure, sure. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Nobody in their right mind. Oh, my God, Rob. So, like, this entire time, like, we talked about Matrix Resurrections. And you're like, yeah, the reviews are just no, full of no, 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 no. Was it exclusively IMDb nonsense? Do, no, no, no. The, the Matrix the Resurrection stuff is different from IMDb. That's a lot of YouTubers that were saying that, and I, I could list them. But I say in the Matrix Resurrection episode, I don't want to list them because they don't deserve credit. But that is not just IMDb stuff. I'm with you, Zach. This is just IMDb stuff. Nobody wants to talk about this show. That's the other thing that I wanted to bring up. Oh, no, okay. I, I agree with that because when it came to, like, doing research for this, and which I've been doing now for years, is that, like, again, I go on, like, podcasting platforms, YouTube. Yes. And on all of YouTube, there is one video, like, basically doing, like, a deep dive. Yes, yes. And it's not even that deep. This, it's, like, maybe this 12 show, minutes. This show is I'm, – I'm grasping at straws for reviews. Do not compare it to The Matrix where I can literally link hours of people saying that they hate transgenderism. That's a different story. This is this is different. This is different. Okay, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. No, like I guess no. Again, shivering truth, like I guess it, it's it's one of those things where I feel like Rob and I's opinion on the shivering truth is almost oh god. Leon Trotsky versus Lenin. Um, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like we both want the same I almost thing. Did a spit it's take. Just... That was a great analogy, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I hope um, one person in our, in our cinema audience gets that. <laughs> but it's true, though. Like, that, I, I, we both, like, agree that, like, this is the thing that we want. It's just that we're arguing about, like, oh, God. What, like, a, like a fraction of a hair of, like, variance in, like, what it, like, what our interpretation of can it I, is. Can I just say, I, I want to get back, this is a tangent, I want to get back to what you just said, because you just made the greatest comparison to Sivering Truth. I just want to say, for our, our audience, our cinema audience, this is why we have Ben. Ben and Zach are literally the polar opposites of the spectrum. Zach just made the Leon Trotsky reference that I hope somebody gets. At the same time, I hope people like the fact that Ben has no knowledge of cinema and is just talking from his heart. Can I can I just say, Zach, we've created a monster that I absolutely love. Maybe that's because I am Vernon Chapman. <laughs> well, I'm remember, like I said, you're the Vernon Chapman to my Christopher Nolan. Woo! But no, Zach, you just made a great <laughs> I you just set up a great stance for this. Is it's like how do we review this? How do we talk about Shivering Truth? Because you have that disdain for it. You have that, like I said, the uh, the idea that people are saying, this is just stream of consciousness. That's why I brought up James Joyce before. Zach knows my favorite novel of all time is Finnegan's Wake. And you have, not you, when I say you, I mean everybody, but I have in my personal life people who have told me to my face, Finnegan's Wake is nonsense and means nothing and i'm like listen i know what you just said to me i acknowledge it but i could literally talk to you for 12 hours about how you're wrong and they go i don't give a fuck and that's the thing that's the thing i think we're dealing with with these not only shivering truth and not only wonder chosen but the the surrealist idea of media I think that we are going to, when I say we, I mean the royal we, we are fighting against people who are anti-anything that they don't grasp on immediate viewing, if that makes sense. Sure. Well, that's like, a yeah, big point I don't disagree with that, but 
But I don't know. But like, okay, but how do you stumble into? Okay, we talked about this during Wonder Shows. And is there any way to stumble into the Shivering Truth? Like, like we talked about it with Wonder Shows, and that like you can very easily imagine a couple teenagers like like channel surfing between like Laguna yeah. Beach, turn on MTV Two, catch uh, catch what? It's a kids show. Kids exactly. Show. Yeah. Is there any in today's culture? Where God, nobody no. under the age of thirty has cable. No, not at all. That's no that, way to stumble upon this. No, fact. no, exact. No, and that's the problem that people want to watch what they want to watch. There's a. Oh, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Zach, you know what I'm saying. There's a reason that The Office is the most watched show of all time. Because fucking idiots want to just sit in their comfort zone. I don't care. I'm not saying – when I call you an idiot, I'm calling everybody an idiot right now. When you go back and watch the shows that you're comfortable with, it's because you're a moron. That is the fault of Adult Swim. That is the the loss of the independent creator. Nobody wants to watch 11 minutes of something new. They would rather sit through – Seven hours of binge-watching old Lawn or SVU because they've seen it before and they know they're comfortable with it. That is why people want to watch The Office on loop. They know it's safe. They know it's comfortable. They know they like it. Do you know what I'm saying? I think you can agree with me that that people want to feel comfortable and rewatch media they feel comfortable with it is so hard to get people to watch well in the words things. in the words of yaya abdul mateen nothing like comforts anxiety like nostalgia yeah, like a little nostalgia yeah yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely again, right again matrix resurrections being the most like brilliant thing to ever exist in and the that, like, current that media landscape bothers me and that's why i'm so bothered by when i read these imdb reviews and i look at distributions it's u shaped either everybody gives it 5 stars or everybody gives it one star. It is so distinctive, and well, you I have... think that's not. But that's not exclusive to like no, this no, media, no, though. That's just the culture no, we live yeah, in. Everything that's... is like on polar opposites of the spectrum. That really bothers me. People don't know what two to three stars is. They say I hate or I love, and that's a problem to me. You should have a a a, a spectrum of reviews. Gloria, get me a beer in my hand. <laughs> I, I have to ask you. I think we oh – I forget where we talked about this. Gloria. <laughs> no, but there was this thing that like PFFR did. Um, I know we talked about it. I don't know if it ever made into a recording. But they did this thing. They had this film festival like I want to say in New York. And they would sit there like yes. write these scripts and then hire the porn companies to like act them out. Yes, yes, yes. Did you find any more information on that in this research? No, no. At the PFFR it, it, like it film is. festival. What you are describing seems to be lost to time. Um, I have to say though that uh, there is a Mac Miller song. Mac Miller is now dead, unfortunately. Um, Oh, whoa, whoa, Rob, 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 whoa, whoa! He's been reincarnated as a character. Well, yes, he, he, what, what is he? He is um, Magnus in Euphoria. What the fuck is his I name? You know? <laughs> I don't know, but he is in Euphoria. He's current. He's much like Tupac. Yes. He is still alive. Yes. yes, and that that is a joke that uh, bothers me because I love Mac Miller, and he, dude, that dude looks just like Mac Miller. Um, but no, I've never found any information regarding that festival, which I know we've talked about before. Um, but Zach. I have some mind-blowing information about PFFR for you. Okay. You remember years ago, it had to be three-plus years ago now, we did our music video series. Remember that? 
you know? Of so course. You, it was you, uh, the A-teams, and it was uh, something got, else I don't remember. You got to dance. Of course, Zach I, only remembers the A-teams. Dancing. Zach, dancing. Dancing. Zach got to dance. Zach is I'm, – I'm looking at Zach's camera right now. He's dancing. <laughs> um, but I have to tell you, which I, I didn't look up and I didn't know back when we did that, when we did, uh, you know, dancing and tool and all that stuff. But we did an episode – on Animal Collective's music videos. We've done multiple episodes on Animal Collective music well, videos. Well, yes, that's true. That's true. But in the music video series, we covered a, a handful of Animal Collective music videos. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, uh, Peace Bone. I'm thinking of um, Brother Sport, you know, that type of thing. But there was one that was called Floridada. If you remember, Zach, Flora, 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 Florida, da, 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 da. That was directed by Vernon Chapman and PFFR. What? Seriously, I did Rob, not know bro, this whoa, until Rob, so you're a telling few me days you've ago. actually worked with Tool before? No, no, Animal, Animal Collective. Animal Collective I'm not Tool. Okay, I'm <laughs> you get my point. <laughs> We're fucking Literally, up I our own bit. <laughs> I, I couldn't even finish making the mistake, and he was correcting me, dude. But I, I, in all honesty, this is actually the case. PFFR is credited as the director and producer of Animal Collective's Floridada music video. Holy shit, right, Zach? Holy crap. Holy shit, bro. Like, what are we doing with all... I mean, I don't know how it's gonna... I don't know how long it's gonna take. Please, send me back in time. Let me be Vernon Chapman. I'm so tired of my life right now. Let me start doing these things. I, it's gonna happen, Rob. It's an inevitability. It's gonna take its time, but it's, you will get there. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just imagining when you say it's inevitability. I'm imagining there's some shot of me snapping with the uh, Thanos gauntlet, going, "I am PFFR," <laughs> <laughs> and that resets the universe into me just, you know, creating wonder shows and. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Um. So, um, if we're ready to get back into it, I mean, let's talk about some segments. Let's let's uh let's do the thing that Zach has been dreading. Let's get back into the Rob mindset of sketch comedy, man. May I may I pref may I preface this next uh, portion of the conversation with Please. what Rob Rob I, did I, every I, single time in the sketch comedy Fort Month? I talked a lot about James Joyce already, so please, Zach, please. No, no, like <laughs> I said, this is not going to be long. It's just I want to preface this for the uh, listeners at home. Um, Rob will do this thing where he'll pick up on one very tiny, tiny, like my new <laughs> portion of a uh, segment. You got him like, right. Zach, <laughs> do you remember this part? I'm like, no, Rob, this was literally like, like like seven pixels, like somewhere in the middle of the screen. I'm like, I do not remember this. But like, yeah! like I, and that's what he would do. It drove me up a wall. And that's what's going to happen again. Like, I guess I got lucky with the whole Gloria thing. Like, I got very lucky. But, like, I, I am prepared because I know this is going to happen. It's I am losing my goddamn mind because it's taken us this long. But now you are the one impersonating Marge Simpson, and I'm doing the Gloria, Gloria. Like this, we've switched each other, I think. <laughs> that is the truth. Okay, uh, let's start from the beginning. Season one, episode zero, the pilot, Chaos Benounced. I, I have to say, 
um, that, of course, you can watch these episodes. I think the pilot is on YouTube. It was a while ago. I don't know if it still is, but you can watch it on Adult Swim's website, uh, the first episode of The Shivering Truth. I have these episodes on my hard drive um, because I know that I can never lose them because they're so important to me. I, I don't know where this comes from, but I have subtitles for a lot of the first season. And the subtitles at the very beginning of the pilot episode, when Vernon Chapman's first starts to talk, it says, intensely serious announcer. <laughs> I love not wrong. Yeah, not wrong. Yeah, they're not wrong. They're not wrong, of course. But I love the fact that the first thing that you see as a subtitle is intensely serious announcer. And it says something like, and here we are looking at the butterflies in Bali, whatever the fuck it is, you know, who, whatever, who cares? Okay, so I want to talk about something that um, is is really important to me. And I know I've mentioned it before, and Zach actually set it up really well because uh, the Sketch Comedy Fort Month, you know, that was my series, and I talked a lot about how important sketch comedy is to me. And Zach and I have talked about already in this discussion how Shivering Truth is not really sketch comedy. It's more of an anthology segment-based series. And... When you get to me with certain ideas, when you have an anthology or a sketch comedy show and you have all these ideas being strung together, together, I love that. And yes, I don't love everything they put forward, but when it hits, it hits hard. And I want to relate to the audience that when I find something funny, truly funny, I don't laugh. I am in awe. I want to relate that, because I've said it before, but I want to make sure everybody's clear. If something is funny, it doesn't make me laugh. It makes me pause where I am. It makes me lose myself. And that is what The Shivering Truth does. And I want to start with this first episode by saying this exact thing about the man who wants to kill himself so bad that he benefits the government and the world by doing so. This first episode wrecked me, Zach. This is the thing we were talking about earlier. I don't know who introduced this to me. I know it had to be you or, or, or one of us or that type of thing. But when I watched it, it changed my life. And when I watched it for again for the 10,000th time for this recording, the entire bit about the guy who wants nothing more than to end his life ends up saving the government. <laughs> this is something that makes my jaw drop and I am in awe of. Do you know what I'm saying? If that makes sense, you know. <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate the uh, concepts you've laid out. It is so good. And, and that's where I wanted to start. Just the idea that Shivering Truth began with this idea of me just going, wow, that's funny. It, it, it goes back to um, Southland Tales, which I know Zach has never seen because Zach is uh, a self-respecting person. But there's that scene in Southland Tales where, um, you know, the, the Amy Poehler and, and uh, Harris Wood gets shot by the cops, by John Lovitz. And, um, you know, the woman goes, that was loud and that was funny. That's how I feel about this first, ever, uh, this first episode of Shivering Truth. I go, man, that was funny. Let me take this into the second episode. The second episode, or I should say the first, it's season one, episode one, uh, the Nurple Rainbow. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of nonsense. I love the line, because you have tight, pretty 
ears, you know, that type of thing. I love that. I love that display. But let me say, there is a moment in this of the best peekaboo player in the world. Zach, I need to get your thoughts on this. This changed my goddamn life. When I knew I, you were going to say that. When I, I knew saw you were say that. the segment of the little girl who is the best peekaboo player, when she cover her, covers her eyes, she goes invisible, and it causes the family to lose themselves. And we get the stuff where the dad is like, if you don't find my daughter, I swear, I'm going to rip God's face off and shove it down his tip. D- d- this this changed my life, Zach. I I need you to talk about this because I I can't just do this on this podcast. I can't just say how much I love this show. I need you to push back on me. But isn't this one of the most amazing things you've ever seen put to film or or screen? Uh, it's... um okay this is probably i promise i'll find your daughter even i even if i have to kill her to do it that's what the cop says fucking amazing well i think wasn't okay this is this is what makes me wonder if i did show you the pile or not because i think this might have been the clip i showed you um, cause it's like, this is pure uncut, like Robism. Oh my God. Like, yes. like to use a term that was coined by Sal back in the day. Like, this is just like, like, oh God, this is the most like pure, pure Robisms you could possibly ask if for. If you in this take episode, the stupidest thing you've ever thought of and you obscure it to the maximum, you, the nail on the head. I like my head, your hammer. You've done it. If that makes sense. <laughs> no, like this is like, okay. Yes. This segment, like, like I said, I, I would imagine Rob will probably start the entire, like, segment into this episode. Like, I would be shocked if he doesn't. Oh, my God. That that end when she's like, oh, my God, Judy, you're here. I'm so glad I've only murdered my husband and killed myself. And then she goes, peekaboo. What? <laughs> like, oh, my God, the screaming. Oh, my God. I can't stop <laughs> gushing about this. The trauma of losing their child tore the parents apart. Last year, I let your brothers sandwich my business. Yeah, so did I, Chachi. So did I. Before long, a father finds a suitable outlet to properly deal with his grief. If I don't see my child again soon, I'm gonna do this. Some children are just naturally talented. We'll never know why. Peekaboo. Trudy! Oh, sweetie, where were you? Oh, my God, Trudy, don't ever disappear again. Trudy! 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 Peekaboo. Mama? Papa? Papa? It is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I swear to God. <laughs> but this is the thing, though. Where this is like, I. It's, again, it goes back to how difficult it is to, to talk about this. Because you're basically kind of just, by discussing it, you're kind of taking away the point of this. Sure, it has to sure. be kind of seen. It has does to be have seen to be, to be believed. I agree with you. Yes. It, it's, a, it's an experience. It's, but it's taking that, what would you even describe it as? It's taking a... Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I pulled up the rap porn on my phone. I did not. I'm sorry. I hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> That'll come up later. I'm sorry. I just had to pull it up. I, I was like, oh, we're going to have to talk about this. But I'm sorry, Zach. I didn't know I was going to play it. <laughs> Please continue. I'm sorry. But, like, it's the idea of taking this, this, oh, God, 
I don't want to say thin premise, but this very basic concept, and then just like dialing it up to like a twelve. Yes, yes. It's um. I I wanted to get at this. I think you just said it perfectly because I wanted to relate this back to what we said in our sketch comedy fort month, specifically related to Key and Peele. I know I said to you in our episode on Key and Peele that I love when they take a basic premise and push it to absurdism levels. And Key and Peele does that, of course, and we talked about it. I think Shivering Truth and Vernon Chapman does it better than anybody else. They take something that is unrecognizable almost until you hear somebody say it, and they make it so weird that you can't think about it in any other way, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. hundred. Oh, no, I, I agree. Um, it, it's, but again, I think there's, but the problem is, again, that's just meant to be comedy, Key and Peele. This is meant to be satire. Yes. Of like, yes. like, the, again, it's taking, again, it's a satire of not just like that concept of peekaboo, peekaboo and playing it literally. It's also just dialing up what the response would be to a missing child. Yeah. Yeah. To the upteenth extreme. That that's the big difference where Key and Peele take things to the absurd for comedy. You know, I, I think of my favorite Key and Peele sketches, the one we talked about probably, um, when uh, Key and Peele themselves in the sketch are at the uh, soul food restaurant and it ends with one of them saying, I want, you know, grits on a cellar door and a human foot, you know, that type of thing. They're playing it up to make sure that we know how absurd soul food is. Shivering Truth and Vernon Chapman does something different where they 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 almost like jump over the absurdity of realism and make it unreal. They they make almost the ideas of peekaboo become not only something we thought about before but something that you know we need to deal with if aliens encountered us, if that makes sense. I don't, I don't know if I'm explaining myself the right way, but they, they, they step over Key and Peele in their absurdism kind of thing. Well, I don't – again, Key and Peele I, – I wouldn't describe Key and Peele as absurdist. Like, I, I wouldn't. I just had to do that. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Well, maybe – well, Oh, yes. I, Zach's like, Jesus Christ, Rob, I wish we were talking at 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> But I think maybe if Keen Peel's absurdist, this is surreal absurdism. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. You just, That's you the just line hit, you just hit the nail on the head. Keen Peel is absurd. They push the level to absurdism. Vernon Chapman is surreal. And I wanna I wanna relate. Once again, I, I go on a whole fucking twenty minute rant on this on the Patreon. Everybody, check out the Cinematis Patreon. If um, you listen to the um, uh, Henry Selleck Patreon episode, I go on a whole rant about this, but I want to relate it here. Surrealism. Surrealism does not mean fake. Surrealism, the word itself, exists because of the French combination of surreal. It means above reality. Surrealism is not meant to be fake. It's meant to exemplify and embellish reality in such a way that makes you think about reality. Surreal means on top of reality. Surrealism does not mean fake or worthless. It means embellishing reality to the point that you think more about it. Thank you, Zach, for letting me stump that. Oh, anytime, Rob. My anytime. mom's going to be proud that I used some French right there. Surreal. 
At least somebody's happy right now. Real quick. <laughs> uh, Don't kill that, that, Rob. Don't kill that for me. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to stunt that. Like, th- this is a surrealistic show. Like, Shivering Truth is surrealism. They get a lot of surrealistic ideas, and I don't want people to go into that format of going, oh, surrealistic means fake and stupid. You know, there's a reason that one of the most famous paintings of all time is Salvador Dali's Persistence of Memory. And for all you fucking idiots in the audience, that's the Melting Clocks painting. That is surreal. That is not out of reality that is on top of reality the imagery of melting clocks is not meant to just challenge you it's meant to make you think about what you have in reality it's about the loss of time surrealism is meant to make you think and reflect more on your own existence thank you zach for letting me stump about this i think i've said that eight times this episode Rob, apologize again for being late to the recording. I, God, God, Zach wishes I You're was here earlier. Here we go. <laughs> no, Zach, I don't know where we were. Um, uh, what, uh, uh, peekaboo? Peekaboo is over that we're talking about? <laughs> okay, how much more do you want to say about Peekaboo? Because like, I, I don't want to describe it. Like, it's one of those things where, like, it's on YouTube. Go watch yes. it. Yes, I got, I got nothing more to say about that sketch. It's so clever. It's so ingenious. I think that's it. I mean, uh, I have nothing else. Maybe, maybe Zach, you you gave me the um the the lead to say like, hey Rob, talk about these segments. Maybe you're realizing that's the wrong idea. I would love if you Zach, if you have some favorite segments from uh, Shivering Truth, I would love to comment on. So, well, what do you want is, to talk about next? Well, the, like okay, I actually don't have a segment. This is kind of like like a point that I want to make is that like I was oh, hold going. On. Okay, keep going. <laughs> goddamn monster, everybody! He's a goddamn monster. Is that this show, I think, again, I want to get back to some other points. Like I said, I, I want to talk about specific segments, but that's not what this point is. Yeah, yeah. And I think it comes down to like, because again, from what my understanding of this show is that Vernon Chapman writes almost exclusively all of it. And then yes. Kat Solon is the one who like brings it to life through stop motion. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually glad you bring that up because that is a fair point that – um. That myself or Vernon Chapman, however you want to think of it, um, they have un- unadulterated crazy ideas. And Kat Solon, also uh, Allison Levy, who is uh, part of PFR, PFFR, um, they basically rein it down to make it more tangible. Again, they're trying to rein in a schizophrenic. Yes. Like, they, des- they deserve an award for that alone. Yes. It, it, just, I mean, if you want – if anybody in our cinema audience wants to get a gauge of wh- how this show is made, think about this podcast. Rob has the craziest ideas of all time, and Zach goes, no, we can't do that. <laughs> it, it kind of is the case that we are PFFR in the, in the past or future or – Contem- Rob, you I- are Vernon Chapman. Like, what part of this? Is it, like, like, you keep saying that. Like, uh, you put a question mark. In I know. I love it. I love because lo- I'm not there yet. You know, I haven't gone through the turnstiles enough. I guess you know. <laughs> that's how. That's how Vernon Chapman got the schizophrenia. So going, it's Rob going through the turnstiles too many times. Peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please, Zach. I would love. I I want to know what what stood out to you because. Because once again, because I think I said it, and I have the power of editing, of course, but I, I just want to make sure we, we watched 
all of this. There's only 12 episodes. It's maybe like an we hour the and Christmas a half, special. an hour and we a watched it. We also watched the Christmas special. Oh, Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> Where we can get into that, of course. That's a whole different... We could probably do an episode called Sydney Sweeney, you know, that type of thing. But, but Sydney Zach, Sweeney. I, I want to know, like, what segments stood out to you? Like, like uh, we talk about the peekaboo, and I could talk about for hours all the segments but i wanted to know like what did you well, love about this show what what resonated with you about these well, the segments thing that reso- the thing that resonated the most with me was it kind of took me a while to figure it out but like it's it's the uh no is that like as i was perusing the bastion of truth imdb it was that i looked at some of the like quotes for this show which are not many like it's like half a dozen uh, yeah i and think, I think the- it legitimately is six because i looked at that too yeah but what happened was, is like I looked at the very first quote on IMDb, and it is quote, and this is from the narrator. He yearned for his parents to get him a puppy, but they were allergic to making him happy. Yes. And I sat there and like lost my mind reading that. And this is the thing, and this is where again it goes back to why I, I really do put this definitively below Wonder Shows in, in that like there are so many great lines in the uh, Shivering Truth. That I think the execution of are not like they're not not to their most like uh, potential, and that's the thing. Okay. Like I think if I was given the script to every single one of these episodes and like was able to read it, I think I would lose my mind. Like I think I would rank this like based on the writing would rank this definitively higher than Wonder Shows in. I think, and this goes back to what I was saying with. What's her name? Kat Solon. Mm-hmm. Is it like I think I don't blame her. I think she's trying to like to make a cohesive, like coherent story out of the ramblings of a schizophrenic. But I think the execution diminishes some of the oh god, psychotic brilliance of the script. One. Two. Do you think that you're <laughs> saying that because it is so self-serious. Oh my god, Zach. I thought I was gonna... I, I kept it together. I didn't think you were gonna laugh that much. I like how the horn was point one. One. <laughs> Two. Do you think you're saying this because of the self-seriousness of it? Do you... Are, are, so what, is what I you're so, saying... Again, I think... I think the themes the show touches upon... Like, there's a bunch of that. Where, like, on paper, I think it re... It... it I think it's the idea of the it brings the imagination is able to really stretch its legs. Let me let me put this in perspective. In Wonder Chosen, as the comparison we're making, when they have these segments or these sketches, these ideas, they play them immediately to an absurd fault. Are you saying that you think that the growth or the way that because I think Shivering Truth it sets up an idea, however absurd it is. And it takes time to breathe. Are you saying that you don't like how it lets them breathe because it should be absurd from the get go? I don't. I don't know. I, to be completely honest, I don't know. Because my, the, I, I don't. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. But that's too fucking funny. That sound is my favorite thing ever. We have to talk about Consta Death. Consta Death is, I think, the fucking epitome of what yes. we're discussing. Is the Hmm. Like for fucking seventy five percent of an episode, we hear fucking Randy Marsh going, hmm. You know that type of thing. That's weird. 
Don't eat deers, liar! What's going on here? I want to speak to my real husband now! Where is he? I don't think I can bring him back. <laughs> but I'll try. Honey! Oh, I missed you. How have you been? I'm good, I'm good. How have... You been lately? Oh, I'm pretty good. And you? <laughs> you know me. Same old. <laughs> Same old. Oh, and how about yourself? Though only together three seconds per year, the Lawsons were like any other couple. Um, it's weird, but that's the thing. But I think there's a difference because when I think of like peak wonder shows in like humor, it's this segment. Okay. It's the segment where they're again, we talked about it back in the episode where they're all talking about what they're going to do with their money once they get the liquid imagination. Yes. And we have Chauncey, and Chauncey's like, I'm going to give all my money to charity. And he's like, oh, and he's just charity. like, oh, Oh, charity. <laughs> it's, I, I, Rob has to insert the clip. Oh, boy. I can't wait to cash in our pirate treasure. When are you going to do with your cut of the money? I'm going to give all my money to charity. <laughs> oh, charity. Take it. Take the whole thing. It's a write-off. Me think me will use me money to invest in textiles. Charity. I'm gonna give it to Charity hard and fast all night long. Take it, take it. It's two in the morning. I'm having so much fun. Damn, you were tearing them victims up. Yeah. But it's that moment oh, where he's like, Oh, Charity, Charity, I'm giving to you all night long. Stop! Stop! <laughs> Don't butcher it. <laughs> It's brilliant because how it pays off is like this. Is the thing is that it's it's surreal absurdism, but how it's dialed up. It begins with Chauncey, and Chauncey's like, "Oh, charity, you got don't stop. It's a tax write-off." Like that is like yes. I oh lost like, like I knew that was coming, and I lost my mind at that. And then we cut to him, and him's like, "I'm gonna give all my money to charity," or he's, "I'm sorry, I'm gonna put all my money." in uh textiles he's like oh charity your mouth is like velvet your mouth just you saying that just i'm gonna give all my money to textiles booyah yeah then then we cut to i forget what the girl character's name is the pink hair the the, the pink like girl character and she's like i'm gonna give it to charity long and hard and it's her literally fingering a little cup that says donation her name is slugger s-t-h-u-g-a-r slugger that's what she is. That that is Allison Levy, Schluger. <laughs> but she's like, and she's like, I'm gonna give it to charity long and hard. And it's her literally like a fingering a like cup that says donations. And then oh. we cut back to the oh. boat. Chauncey, well, we cut back to the boat. This is the and this is the like chaser. We cut back to the boat, and Chauncey comments on it and says, "Wow, 
you were really sitting there hitting it hard. Like he says something like that. And like, he's sitting, but that's, but I think that's the brilliance though. It's like, you have this like leveling up where like, it's the idea of like giving, like think about it. It's, it's a very, very firm PFFR. Oh God. Pillar of like, okay, the idea of donating money to charity, that is part of the human condition. Yes. But then you're not just simply mocking that you're turning it on its head and you're dialing it to 11. Yeah, and that's the thing. I and not to say I don't think Wonder Shows is perfect. I don't. It's not. It's not like I hold up Wonder Shows and is like this. Oh God, immaculate piece of art that is like beyond reproach. It's not Wonder. Oh God, like we talked about. There's some parts of Wonder Shows where like I literally lose my mind and like turn it off. I cannot deal with this anymore. Well, well yeah, I, I'm glad you actually say that. That is um, something we should acknowledge for both Wonder Shows and, and for Shivering Truth. That's what makes it so immaculate. The way that it is flawed makes it so good, if that makes sense. Well, it definitely it gives it its own fl- unique flavor. I wouldn't yeah. say it makes it immaculate, but it gives it its own flavor. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, immaculate is probably not the right term because immaculate means, you know, beyond perfection, that type of thing. But, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, when, when we talk about Wonder Shows, and I'm also thinking about The Shivering Truth, like the end of the, of the episode that we've been talking about, you know, we have Vernon Chapman say... If you spend your life praying for the light of love, you magnify it in your head until it can caress the stuff between your arms. The gunk in there makes them think that it sticks together as one whole. And it's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? When you think about it, it's like, well, no, Vernon Chapman is saying, like, don't believe in anything because you're going to lose yourself to stickiness of lostness. And it's fucking dense, and it's great, and I fucking love it. And let me do one more time. Thank you. <laughs> Vernon Chapman is is like my priest, if it makes sense. You know what I'm no, saying? I, again, I agree. It's like I'm just arguing that, like, there's no moment in the ship, like, like, as in the final product, finished product, in The Wishing Truth that holds a candle to, like, Oh god! Even the, like we didn't talk about it in our Wonder Shows an episode, but the thing where like Chauncey and the girl like go off into space and God blows up the Earth, and the little girl's like, and the little girl's like, God, why did you blow up the Earth? And God is is like, I was tired of you honky ass crackers holding the black man down. And I'm just losing god my is shit. Dead. We need to fuck each other and something like that, right? There's that too, but like, oh god, it's like God. Why'd you blow up your earth? And God's like, I was going to make a restaurant called Rock, Paper, Scissors, and Shrimps. Mother Nature's on her period. Oh, oh. <laughs> but that's what I mean, though. There's no, there's no, okay, this is the thing, though. There's no moment, like, t- for me at least, in The Shivering Truth, that, that is like those moments in Wonder Shows it. I, there's nothing like that. Hold on, now, hold on, I- hold on. The insecurity of both of us has, has something to say. Can I get a beer in my hand? Can I get a beer in my hand? Zach, what are you saying to me right now? That we don't have meaning. I'm looking for a beer in my hand, Gloria. Gloria, come on. I got a beer in my hand. Don't let me leave my chair. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky that's funny as hell. You are so lucky. I don't know what you're talking about, Gloria. I need a beer in my hand. Hold on. I'm not doing it right. I need a beer in my hand. Should I be raspier? I'm. That, I didn't ask you. Am I doing it right? What do you think, <laughs> Rob? You're you're a mess. I don't think I'm a mess, Gloria. I think I need a beer in my hand. <laughs> hey. 
we we've been jumping a lot around the first few episodes, like maybe one through three, that type of thing. I, I want to throw it over to you again, Zach. You know, if if you don't have more to say about this uh, this this thematic talk, are there any other segments you wanted to highlight? Because that that's where really, I really. But that's the thing, though. Like like a lot of these segments are just kind of blurred together, so and are intentionally like intermingled in a way that you really can't like parse them. Sure. Um, sure. But no, like, I, that's why I want you to kind of, like, talk about specific segments, and I okay. will reflect on them as they pique my fancy. Okay. Well, there's there's one that I knew we were going to have to talk about. Um, it's the it's the Full Metal Jacket. It's, um, you know, the, I think, what, season one, episode three, technically, Ogled Inklings. Um, we get the whole thing with um, the Arlie Ermy puppet, you know, doing the what's your war face type of thing. I, I wanted to ask you right off the bat, Zach, because I think Zach and I are, are, are really big fans of Stanley Kubrick. The 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 character that is based, you know, off of Full Metal Jacket, it's not Joker. It's not Matthew Modine. It's Cowboy. Like, he looks like Cowboy, which is not the main character of Full Metal Jacket. You know what I'm talking about? Or am I just totally losing oh, you? My, oh. It's I I think it looks kind of like Matthew Modine. The dude looks like Arlie Ermy, like the like the. He sergeant. looks like Matthew Modine. He does look like Matthew. No, Modine. I'm not I, saying I don't could agree be. with that at all. He looks like cowboy. He looks like cowboy. He looks like okay, but like that's the point. They're all okay. If you're going to boil that whole entire like sequence of Full Metal Jacket down to its essence, it's the fact that like you're erasing their identity. They're all supposed outside of Private Pile. They're all supposed to look the same. Well. Okay, you're kind of right there. Let, how about this, Zach? Let's take a tangent. No, no, get to the goddamn shivering truth, or I'm going to pull a rob and end the recording right now. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the shivering truth, because Zach's right. Zach is like, Rob, I love you, but I don't want to talk to you that much. Okay, um, let's keep going. I, I wanted to highlight some other segments that I, I found absolutely awe-stunning, which I, I set up earlier in this recording that when I find something funny, I don't laugh at it. I just drop my jaw, that type of thing. And I want to go forward with um, the prison that has one set of bars in the third episode. I love the idea that if a prisoner wants to attempt to break out, they have to call the bars over. I love the idea that these prisoners are set in themselves in the mind, if that makes sense. And it's something that uh, is a reason we are doing this in the Peripheral series. I've mentioned it a lot on Cinemodities before. It's the great David Cross doing the voiceover of, Hey, guards, bring your prison over here. And the guard says, Well, now, don't say anything to upend my worldview. And the guy says... What's the deal with society, bruh? <laughs> and it causes somebody's head to explode. I just wanted to get your thoughts, Zach. What do you think about the idea of a prison that has a set of bars that needs to be drawn to them? Like I said, like I, I, I find it, it's amusing. I like, but again, I don't want to like dissect the joke or dissect the bit. Well, isn't, that's where I find isn't this. Isn't like, the gloriousness of some of this stuff? Is that we? It is so awe-inspiring that we need to dissect it. I, I, I think that's where we're disagreeing. Well, not that like, but I think by dissecting it, you're ruining the magic. Fair, but I think that 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 is the the essence of this podcast is that we're dissecting it to ruin the magic, right? Sure, 
but it, it's I again I think it's that notion of a lot of this again like it's a clever bit like the idea of like okay like they have to carry around the uh, the bars and somebody sure. does that and so they ask them kind of this open ended philosophical generic question and it makes someone's literally mind melt. Okay, okay, I, that that's a fair point. I get what you're saying. How about this? How about we dissect the offensiveness of this? In this segment, there is a portion where somebody has to deal with the bars that are brought to the prison. I don't think it's in the first segment. It might be in a later segment. But they say, and I quote, they had to put her out of her misery and into her ecstasy. And it was almost immediately followed up by the phrase, this is the worst hoax I've ever been a part of. And I was in the camps. Like, like <laughs> we have to talk about that. We have to talk about how this show gets away with something that offensive, right? Because if, if we made this joke, I'm saying we, I'm saying Zach and I, you know, whatever. I'm saying it's like if, if a mainstream show ever said something like that, it's like, wow, this hoax is bad. And I was in the camps. People would riot. People would lose their minds. It, 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 it takes the cover of the austerity, all A-U-S-T-E-R-I-T-Y, austerity of Adult Swim to hide how offensive that joke is about the Holocaust, right? Well, that's the thing. It's the brilliance of the ambiguity because they, they say the camps. Like, yes. They're not the ones saying saying specifically what era and what specific camps – but it's the idea of like they pretty much kind of like oh god they drew a very oh god specific circle around something but didn't say what it was that they circled exactly and I I feel like that is why I love this show so much because like I said doing Rob exactly I'm not saying said. this show is bad I'm saying this show yeah. is just not like if if Wonder shows is like a nine point like nine five this show is like a nine point nine two. No, like no. it's that level of like, like slightly, slightly askew. Sure, I, I don't, I don't, I, and I love that. I love that you love this show, that type of thing. But I want to highlight these facets that are just that incomprehensible that it exists. You know what I mean? I don't think it's incomprehensible. I want to say veiled. Veil, okay, veiled is a great way to put it. It's, it's a hundred percent just veiled enough. And I think that leads into the next thing I want to talk about, which is Consta Death. Hmm. Um, I, I would really like to talk about the uh, proprietary genetic hybrid between Hinduism and cheese, as it is told. Season 1, episode 4 of The Shivering Truth ends with a slave erasing the headstone of Abraham Lincoln and replacing Almighty God, rest in peace, with man is an STD. I, I I need to express how amazing this is. I need to talk to you, Zach, about this fact that in this episode, there is so many ideas going on about small, white, privileged children berating and at the same time hurting themselves in the essence of slaves from the 1800s. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, that type of thing, you know? It's amazing. I need I need your thoughts on this, Zach. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, but this is all my problem too. Is that like uh, this show also spends a lot of time 
on provocative notions. Sure. Exactly. In a way, but like it, it does so much of that. You, it's like everything else. It's like if you hit me with so much of that sort of thing, you start to lose track of its potent. Its potency is diminished. Sure. And that's why like moments like that get lost in the shuffle, at least for me. Okay. Okay. Well, we also need to talk about in this episode the uh, the fact that um, we have a, a cut in a child's arm that is British. Um, we need to talk about the fact that our sores are sources of wisdom. I, I think this, this might be my second favorite episode of the entire series. I love the fact that we have, for maybe three minutes, a wound talking to somebody. There's a lot of, like, wounds that like, – that's something I'd love to know about Vernon Chapman because there's a lot of wounds that have some sort of, like, weird, like – oh, God. I don't want to say, what, anthropomorphism? But, like, they, they are brought to life in some capacity. Yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think um, not only in this show but also in uh, Wonder Shows and anything Vernon Chapman. I don't know if Zach's seen um, uh, Xavier Renegade Angel, but that's a big part of it. He's like, Did you ever watch any of Xavier? Oh, I've seen all of it. Okay, okay, I, okay. I don't doubt that. But I mean, did you watch it when it like it was oh, debuting not, not like, in real time? No, I, I caught it on HBO like years after the fact. That type of okay, thing. Okay, so you yeah. weren't watching it in real time? No, unfortunately, I did not uh, watch my own show. You know that type of thing. <laughs> Jesus, Rod didn't proofread the assignment. Jesus. No, but, but you're actually you actually bring up a, a great point. Is that there's a lot of thematic influence about it's like when people hurt themselves. What does that mean? And I love that idea about Vernon Chapman. It's it's talking about I mean, we didn't wonder shows and we talked about the whole idea of like um, you know, kids being sad about themselves. That was a huge part of it. I mean, we did the whole fucking sketch about um the, the homeless people. Remember the homeless um Vietnam War, they're robbing like the gas station or something like that. And and that's all about like when one of them dies at the end, one of them or falls over at the end and they're like one of the guys says, I'm never going to forget you. And the the homeless guy responds with, do you have any change? And he goes, no, I don't. <laughs> it's fucking great. I love this stuff, man. <laughs> but, but but again, like, there's, like, I, this, I think the reason why one, uh, the, the Shivering Truth does not have the potency as Wonder Shows is that it's so hard to have those favorite moments because every 11-minute episode is so interconnected. There's a reason why only a handful of segments have really like bubbled to the surface, whether it be Peekaboo, the boot camp, Full Metal Jacket sequence. I think that's the thing is that like it's really hard to like pick a moment where everything is so. And again, I think this is artistically very meticulously crafted. Yes, but it it it, it, it removes that ability for people to have specific things they can point to and say that's my favorite like moment you know you know as you say that let me double the down. format detracts from the things able to like proliferate in the culture i get what you're saying let me double down um because i think we might have glossed over it do you like the full metal jacket skit in shivering truth do you like it's it one, it's, it's one of the more memorable ones i i don't know i, I don't think there's anything from this show that i like um oh like before you respond let me let me say my piece it's it's the eraser head thing it's like it's hard to like something that that off puts you sure it's not wonder shows it's not god's dead but i'm so hungry but god's dead <laughs> it, it, it's not that it's not that tyler <laughs> yes exactly tyler no i'm with you but i i i, I kind of hated the um full metal jacket sequence maybe not hated hate is not the right word i didn't fully get it 
if that's the thing. That, and that's maybe my, why I love this show more is that through, through all 12 episodes, you know, the, the almost, you know, 150 minutes that exists in this show, there's segments I don't understand, but I still appreciate them. Okay. I I, I acknowledge your point. <laughs> no, I don't but, know what you want me to say. No, but I, 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 I was saying that in response to the um the Full Metal Jacket thing is that I uh, that's one of the segments I don't fully understand. It seems like there Vernon Chapman and you know PFFR is pulling off a parody of something that is well known without a full understanding of where to go. And I think that's what I wanted to ask you is that like the peekaboo segment, like um. You know, I'm thinking even later, there's some segments that I absolutely love. Like, um, um, I, I love, like, the devil dying and the selfishness of the woman eating her baby in a sandwich in the second season. Yeah. I love that stuff. I can give away my car. Everything. I feel like you're not appreciating the elegance of my selfless act paradox. This is your home now. I know what to do. One more chance. Amy Liblin rushed home with relish. Um, excuse me, what are you doing? This is, like, over the line, okay? I'm just doing what you requested. I'm not really following your logic. I'll explain, right after my lunch. Ah? Ah? Okay, as long as you're seriously planning to eat your own baby, I want nothing to do with this. Like, actual ew. Amy couldn't bear to make her child grow up without a mother. But if she lingered on the brink of gobbling her little dumpling, mommy could always be there for baby's first steps, her first swim, first bite of solid food. If mama kept her mouth watering and her stomach growling, lady... Leave me out of this. Uncle, uncle. I don't get what the 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 whole full metal jacket thing is going for. Like I know, I acknowledge the fact that they're turning on its head like um, you know, private cowboy is eating and shitting out the um Arlie Ermy's face and that type of thing. And he goes into war and that type of stuff. But I'm like, are are they doing this to say anything? Or are they doing this just to make the joke? And that's my problem with Shivering Truth is because there's so much where I'm like, they're doing this to say something. Like, this is sketch comedy or anthology comedy that means something. But then I get to these segments where I go, I don't get it, and I don't know if I'm missing the point or if it is fundamentally meaningless, if that makes sense. Sure. I think, again, I think it's the Wonder Shows and thing where I don't think any of this is by accident. Okay, okay. So, so are you saying that they they have a meaning for everything, and I'm just and I'm missing the we we are missing the point sometimes. Yes, I think there's I don't think anything here is arbitrary. I think everything here has a purpose. It's just a matter of uncovering it, even like if it's that. not superficially like like resonating. I like that because I want my creators to be intelligent, and I think Vernon Chapman and PFFR isn't are are intelligent people, and. I hate when, you know, maybe this harks back to, um, harkens back to the original point of this discussion. I hate when people say, it's like, oh, this is nonsense for nonsense sake. I hate that. I think that no matter what you look at, when it's created, when it's artistry, it's, be, it's made for a reason. Absolutely. I mean, think about it this way. I look back at, you know, things I hate, like Space Jam, A New Legacy. That's a garbage movie. 
That movie has fundamental flaws that you can hear me complain about on the Cinemodities Patreon. But at the end of the day, there is a meaning behind it. They did not make that movie just to be a commercial. Yes, that's a huge part of it, don't get me wrong, but they tried to do other things than make that a commercial. And I feel the same way about whether it be, you know, uh, Alan Resnick, uh, Jack Stauber, hell, hell, Zach, Casper Kelly, the guy who made Too Many Cooks. He's not doing these things just for the sake of doing them. I can't say that these things of Shivering Truth are made for making sake. They have something to say about them, and that's worth discussing. Yeah, definitely. You tell them, Rob. Rob, can we please get to our questions? Well... I would like yes. to get to our questions, but are there any other segments no. you wanted to highlight? No, 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 really, no. Uh, can I ask our our guest who's been quiet for these few hours? Glory, you know, Gloria, Gloria. Are there any segments we want to talk about, Zach? I'm not. Why is Gloria right. asking me? I, I don't. Know. I don't know. I'm fucking. I'm fucking it up. I. I I'm not even doing the voice <laughs> right. I'm not even doing the voice right. Put a beer in my hand, Gloria. Will you do me a favor? I'm beholding. <laughs> Rob, will you please insert that entire, like, segment in here, please? Like how, after 35 years, even the healthiest couples must find ways to keep the love fresh and exciting. Gloria! Gloria, go get me a beer! What's taking you so long in there? I don't see no beer in my hand. Do you see a beer in my hand? My hand wants that beer, Glor. It's getting antsy. My hand's itching for that beer we discussed, Glor. Look at it. What the hell? It's making sauce, Glor. Here's your damn beer. Don't bring me a beer right now, woman. My hand's making sauce. The hell's coming out of there? My mom's famous boogie gabachi sauce. Hey, you're making a mess all over the floor, Harry. Oh, you know how good my mom's secret Gujiga gabachi sauce is. We're gonna be rich. Ah, oh, jeez. Is this another money-grabbing scheme? Just taste it. Oh, my God. It's the most incredible thing I've ever known. It can't be coming from you. It's better than you. Do you see it coming out of there? Yeah, from your hand there. So I am making it, see? Now go get the money bucket. You're gonna let me touch the money bucket? Ooh la la. Shoo cha cha. You catch it in the bucket, sell it in town. We're in the gravy, baby. You married right, I tell you. I'm gonna call my mother and tell her. She always said you'd never amount to nothing. Don't call her now! Handle it first! This is my chance to patch things up with my mom. Now that I'm finally proud of you. Whoa, all this sauce is getting wasted, you ding-dong! You know what? Mother was right about you. All you ever do is sit on your ass gushing sauce out of your hand. Whoa, the bucket, please! Hello? Yeah, hey, Ma. I was just calling to say you were right about the bum. Come on, Gloria. Get it yourself. I'm on the phone, Harry. You know I don't like to get out of my chair. Money's dumping here. Come on. You don't have control over me no more, Harry. I'm a wealthy woman now. I'm through with you. Please tell me you're getting a bucket. Or at least a beer. I'm leaving you, Harry. I'm gonna travel the world with my big riches. And where'd you get them riches? 
I happen to be partner in a very lucrative new source organization of some kind. So long. It's it's one of the, my favorite segments. I I'm actually kind of bummed. Like I mentioned earlier, the the worst rated episode is the episode of Insecurity with that with that voice actor. Who is Vernon Chapman, which I want to make sure everybody knows. The guy doing insecurity voice is Vernon Chapman. Put a beer in my hand, Gloria. Get a suck. What are you doing calling your mother, Gloria? Get me a bucket. Get me a bucket, Gloria. I'm leaking saucer in my hand. I'm losing. I'm losing it. I, I All right, was doing Rob. It start- questions. Okay. Okay, Rob. All right. Cinemati and or late night movie. Cinemodities for Shivering Truth. We're talking about the whole series. Oh my god, absolutely. If I can say myself, let's do this. Late night? I'm never going to stop showing this to people. I'm never going to stop talking about this to people. That type of thing. This is the show that was made for us. Made by me for us. So I have to go absolutely. What do you think, Zach? 100% late night and cinemodity. Perfect. I guess that brings us to snacks. I, I, I don't know why, Zach, you thought this was going to be any easier than the rest of the discussion. There's so much food in these episodes. There is. It's a very <laughs> food-rich like, like project. If I, if I can speed run what I have written down, um, here we go. Bra snap welt meat sandwiches. Crushed butterfly skulls in a shaker on each table. A beverage of butterfly tears. Eggs from the creature that lives in the hole in the back of Dougie Dwyer's head. Chili from nipples. Hands and fingers for sale at the restaurant gift shop. Prayed up hoagies. Tiny casseroles. Baby sandwiches. Ambulance food truck. (laughs) That was, I literally wrote all that down in my snack section. Oh, one more thing. Sorry. One more thing. There we go. Please, Zach. Oh, I, please, Zach. What do you have? <laughs> I want the horn at the restaurant. That horn? Yes. You talking about the rap horn? Yes, but okay. I want it has, to, it has can, to come from your phone though. Can can we? Oh shit! I just dropped my phone. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we? This is this is worse than me eating a lemon. Can can we just? Are we sure about that? Can we just tell our our cinema audience every time I've played the rap horn? It's because it is actually used in this show. I just want to make that clear. I just didn't want for people to think yeah. that we're doing this because it's a bit. It is actually used in the show. And um, one day in the future or past, however you want to talk about it, I will be Vernon Chapman and make sure it gets used in the same way. Real quick. Thank you. Okay. That's all I have to say. Oh, God, Rob. This is, uh, this is something else. At the end of the day, this is a good show. This is what Cinemodities was made for, if I might be so bold. Yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. Oh, God. Like, it's... No, this is everything that... Like, this, this is part of the uh, Chasing the Dragon. This show is kind of, you know, everything we ever wanted TV to be. Yes, 100%. So, I guess at the end of this discussion, I have to ask you, uh, did you watch Jam? 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like I said, we uh, in the pre-show recording, we mentioned it. Like yeah. I, I did. I my eyes are at the screen as it played. Whether I was able to, uh, yes. Oh Lord, process any yes. of it is another issue entirely. Yeah, that was something I wanted to hold off on because um, I knew Zach and I were going to talk a lot, a lot about you know, shivering truth, that type of stuff. Jam is a British show uh, by Chris Morris. If um, anybody wants some reference for Chris Morris, he is Denholm Renholm. In the IT crowd, uh, so before Matt Berry comes on, he's Matt Berry's father. He is the one who literally jumps out of a window and kills himself. Um, before the IT crowd, he made this show called Jam. There's only six episodes. I've only watched the first episode. It's about 24 minutes long. It is the live-action British version of Shivering Truth. Would you agree with that, Zach? I wouldn't say it's the equivalent. I would say it's a predecessor. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I, I I found this because I read an interview not related to Shivering Truth. I read an interview with John Levy from um, uh, PFFR, and he said that his inspiration for a lot of his comedy came from this show Jam. And I was like, well, what the fuck is Jam? And I looked into it, and that's why we're discussing it. But, um, Zach, I, I want to talk about one segment in Jam, if you'll give me the, the leeway. It is the segment that is filmed completely in inverted colors. It is the segment where it, it comes into frame a man and a woman are fighting with each other. And the woman is saying things like, how could you do this to me? How could you cheat on me? How could you have had sex with another woman? Do you know what segment I'm talking about? <laughs> I, I remember visuals that correlate to what you're saying. Okay. But, uh... Yes. Zach had a tough time. Real quick. Zach had a tough time watching this because I don't blame anybody. So I just wanted to bring this up because it was it was something that really, like, choked me up. Like, in the, not in the sense that I'm, like, crying and I'm sad about it. Choked up in the sense that whatever I was doing, I had to stop short and leave my mouth agape because this is one of the most ridiculous segments I've ever seen in any television show ever. So... Um, th this this uh, segment starts where a, a woman's yelling at the man. The woman's like, how could you do this? How could you cheat on me? I hate you. Like, you don't care about me, that type of stuff. And the man comes back with the perfunctory, you know, moments in a discussion. He says something like, you know, no, baby, it didn't mean anything to me. I'm sorry. It was a spur of the moment. Like, I, I, I don't know her name. I didn't know her name. And I don't care about her. It was it was just it was just like kind of a, a, a lapse of judgment, that type of thing. And the woman keeps going with like, how can you say that? How can you say that you are you didn't care about her? How can you say that you didn't know her name? How can you say that you had sex with somebody else and it didn't matter? And that type of thing. And the man comes back and he goes, because I raped her. That's why it didn't mean anything to me. He even says, I didn't know her name, and I got out of there as fast as I could. In fact, I got out of there faster than any sexual experience I've ever had, because I didn't want to get caught by the cops. And the woman goes, are you serious? And he goes, yes. I raped this woman. It meant nothing. And the woman forgives him. It is the most fundamentally filthy and funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I feel bad for laughing at this, Zach, but oh my god, did it fucking make me lose my mind. I I don't I think Zach, you are totally I totally understand if you want to abstain from comments on this. This happened. 
they are taking rape to a comedic level, and I don't condone it. I'm actually kind of upset that I'm laughing at it, but man, it is fucking funny. Zach, thoughts? <laughs> uh, no comment. I, I abstain. Perfect. Perfect. Earlier in the episode, uh, which I, 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 I hope you saw, I actually love, it's a more tame fact, I love there's a segment in uh, Jam, the first episode, that talks about how a doctor is um, diagnosing people with symptomless comas. <laughs> there's a segment where a doctor goes, I, I cannot tell you how much, uh, the, how serious this is, but you're in a coma. And the guy goes, what? Like, like I just have a headache. And the doctor goes, ah, yeah, that's one of the early segments. You are in a symptomless coma. <laughs> oh, it is, it is the early predecessor of Shivering Truth, I think. I think that's why I want to, to get you to watch it, Zach, that type of thing. Oh, 100%. But I think Zach is now totally taking the, uh, the abstinence tent, and he's like, I don't want to talk to you about this. Rob, you've dug yourself a, a really depressive and offensive hole that I want no part of. But, Zach, guess what? You're, you're, your name's on this podcast, too. So. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Ben keeps saying his name in the intro, but at the end of the day, he's not on the marquee, so. Ain't that the truth. One more thing. <laughs> um, I guess the last thing, how do we end this episode, you know? I, I think we have to do the um, the Shivering Truth theme music in reverse. And if Zach doesn't know, I, I'm talking about the end credits music. I, I don't know if Zach is aware of this. The Shivering Truth end credits for every episode is a different version of the old, old, like medieval English ballad, Long Lankin. Are you aware of this? I was not. Like, Vernon Chapman and, you know, Cat Solon and the rest of PFFR, they found this this old track, and every episode, they just messed with it in a different way. And I would love to end the episode with maybe one of their renditions in reverse. By all means. Okay, well, I think then the other thing is before we do that, Zach, I would like to force you to listen <laughs> to me singing this English ballad. Oh, there's blood in the kitchen, there's blood in the halls, there's blood in the parlor where my lady did fall. Oh, master, oh, master, don't lay blame on me. T'was the fate, Muirs and Lankin, that killed your lady. Long Lankin was hanged on a gibbet. So high, and the false nurse was burnt in a fire close by. Yeah, so we can get